Hi guys, how are you? It's been a while since we talked. Ooh, season three is coming, I promise. Um, it is on the way. I got myself a proper mic. Um, I'm, I'm totally investing in this idea of talking to my therapist. How are you, therapist? I miss you guys so much. I'm swamped. Um, I have so many things doing. So many bases to touch. So many things to handle. But I just want to update you a bit. Season 3 is coming. I have not abandoned my podcast. I have not abandoned my therapist. Because this podcast is my therapy. It is how I deal with things and handle things. And it's my outlet for getting hard you know, things that are hard to to talk about. I know I can talk about it with you guys because it, 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 it is somewhat an anonymous space. You feel me? Because even though you know me, you know who I am, I mean, you, you can just type in Minding My Own Jamaican Business and see who, who, you're, ta- who you're listening to or who's talking to you. So it is, it, it is not completely anonymous, but I can't see you guys. I really don't know who is listening when you listen. But it is so freeing just to be able to talk to you and just get stuff off my chest. There is so much going on. I I have a whole book of, of scripts written down. For things I want to talk about for season three. Like so many things. Because there's so much to say. So much has happened. Since last we spoke. You know I hope you guys are unpacking your feelings. And I hope you're talking about what hurts you. Uh, you know. I hope you're expressing yourself. Because we don't want to bottle things up. It will hurt us even more if we bottle our feelings up you know so I hope you guys are really talking about your feelings unpacking your feelings saying what you need to say to who you need to say it to I hope you're doing that for season three guys I have got myself a proper mic because one of the issues that I have when I'm doing this podcast is that my sound is always a little bit off um there's either a noisy background like when i was in jamaica and i had my fan on and you could hear the fan throughout the whole thing or like the levels aren't right so i might sound low and the music is high i'm trying to sort that out for season three and it won't be the perfect podcast but the sound quality will be better but i miss you guys happy new year i mean you haven't spoken since 2022 way down so um it's been a while it's been a minute as they say first time i'm talking to you since 2023 started a lot is going on in my world in my life in my existence and i'm here i'm here keeping my head above the water i'm here Pasting a smile on my face. It's not a perfect life. 
I'm living, you know what I'm saying, and I'm doing the best I can do. I'm being the best mother I can be. I'm being the best wife I can be. Um, and I'm learning every day. You know, parenting does not come with a manual. There's no book to tell you how to be the best mom you can be. Um, you just have to do the right thing for your child. You know what I'm saying? And and you have to do that every day, you know. It's a repetitious process. It's a process of patience. Definitely love has to be in there because if it isn't, you know, what are we even doing? So, I'm out here trying to be a mom to my child and to be a good one. I'm out here trying to be a good wife to my husband. He's such a nice person. Oh my gosh. So, so sweet, so understanding, so everything, you know. You know, I really do feel that I looked out right here when it comes to husband. Such a good person with a good heart. I couldn't ask for anything more. You know, and sometimes, you know, on your journey of trying to be the best you can be, you question yourself. You question how well you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You question, you know, the adequacy in which you do things. You question. I don't know about you, therapist, but that's my spiel. That's my issue. I question. When my head hits a pillow at night, I don't go to sleep right away, therapist. I don't know. I do not know what's going on with me sleep-wise. I, that is the time I rehash things. Memories from 20 years ago, 30 years ago, come flooding back to me when my head hits the pillow. And sadly, it's not happy memories. It's the traumatic memories. It's the painful stuff comes back and just you, you think about everything what you were doing for me my memory my memory is like I, I, I don't know what kind of memory I have but I will remember what I was wearing you know what kind of day it was what the people around me were wearing you know I remember every detail and the hurt that I felt in that moment, that traumatic moment, is is amplified by how well and how detailed my memory is. And I just wonder, I, I mean, it's a gift and a curse, you know, because you're remembering everything. And it, it just makes the pain just amplifies the pain, you know, I, I wish there was a way that I could remember only the happy times, 
you know, and just throw away those those soul crushing memories of things that hurt. I wish there was a way I could have selective memory. But I don't think it's possible. You know. But what good is it remembering something that happened 35 years ago? 20 years ago? What good is it remembering how you were treated or how you felt on the worst day of your life? What good is it remembering that stuff? You know, it just kind of dampens what's happening for you now. It, it, it takes away from the happiness you could be having now. You know? Well, yeah, therapist, that's my struggle these days. You know, memories. You know? Not like the Barbara Streisand song. Memories at the corners of my mind, not like that. Um, maybe it is a little bit like that. Um, I know some of my therapists have no idea what I'm talking about. But Barbara Streisand has a beautiful song. Um, I don't think the name of it is Memories, you know, but I know the, f the lines that I know, the word memories there. You know, the way we were, yeah. Sorry, therapist. That's the name of the song, The Way We Were. Um, yeah, just I'm remembering the way I was. It wasn't good, you know. A lot of things happened to me that shouldn't have happened to me and it 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 breaks me. When I have to when I lay down in bed at night and I'm trying to find a peaceful place, a peaceful thought to reflect on, to go to sleep. Sometimes I can't find one because memories keep coming back. I'll share one of them with your therapist. It's not a great memory. When I was a little girl, I grew up in Kingston, as you know. I did not grow up in a wealthy family. We struggled. Um, the income that came in was from my mom's job and she didn't have a great job. She was a office clerk. She didn't make a lot of money. And my dad, um, I love him so much, but he had there was a time when he was more focused on his new family and he really didn't have time for me or my needs and so my mom was like the main person and we lived in what is called a tenement um for the non-jamaicans listening a tenement yard is lord how can i describe it now okay a lot of people live in a tenement, I'll, I'll say it like that. So you have several families um, renting maybe one room or two rooms. Um, it's a big yard with different, it's a big yard with a lot of rooms and different families um, rent 
rooms in the yard. I, I, it's a very clumsy way to describe it, but a lot of people living in one yard, different rooms, not necessarily the best in terms of um, structure. It's not. It's never. It's never normally a a new house. It's usually an older model house, and. Uh, you know, people are living in there. Uh, let me, I hope the mic doesn't sound too scratchy. Now I'm trying to move, move it around so you can hear me better. So, we lived in a tenement yard. It was known as Big Nine. Um, and growing up in Jamaica as a child, I didn't have a washing machine. We didn't have a washing machine. It was the 80s. Um, so uh, we washed our clothes by hand. And wash day was always very stressful for me because my mother demanded a certain standard in terms of the washing of the clothes. It had to look a certain way. The Even to hang the clothes on the line it had to be hung a certain way you know it was all about aesthetics for my mother i didn't understand it then i do understand it a little bit more now as an adult but as a child i just wanted to get all my clothes clean and hang them up on the line i wasn't thinking of the aesthetics what my mother was so wash day was always a very stressful day for me i'd wake up early in the morning i'd get my clothes i'd separate i'd do my whites first and um in jamaica you're doing your whites you use cake soap and a little bleach and you soak it first and then you come back and you rinse and it's a whole thing right that particular wash day Jamaica is a hard place to live, you know, if you're sensitive. Because my fellow Jamaicans are not nice in terms of what they'll say. It's very easy for people to break you if you're sensitive and you're living in Jamaica. Because they don't mince words, they don't care about your feelings, they just say whatever they want to say. And I remember washing my clothes and I washed it and I rinsed and by the time I was done washing my clothes were always the clothes I was wearing to wash were always wet my blouse would be wet my skirt would be wet because I'm you know actively doing this thing and I remember I put my clothes, my first set of clothes on the line, the white clothes. And there was a huge, huge plum tree in the yard. That plum tree, you know, nice big shady plum tree. And our line was right there. Our line started at the plum tree and ended out by another tree 
closer to the fence. And I remember there were some guys playing dominoes under the plum tree. I had to pass them to hang out my clothes. I was about nine, going on ten at the time. And I remember I hung out my first batch of clothes. And I came back and I was doing seconds because that was something we did when we were washing. We would wash the first set and then we would we would second it as it's called in Jamaica. Yeah. So you wash it out again, you give it a wash out again. And I remember I was seconding the other batch of clothes and I saw somebody in the corner of my eye pass as I was seconding my clothes. When I looked, it was this guy in the community. Everybody knew him. He passed me. And I looked. First, in my peripheral vision, I just saw a movement. And then I looked, turned my head and I looked and I saw him. I had a machete in his hand and he was moving through the yard and he passed me. And he made his way over to the guys playing dominoes. I didn't think anything of it when I saw him walk in that direction. I'm seconding my clothes. I'm washing up my clothes. But then a thought popped into my head and I was like, why does he have a cutlass or a machete? Or as non-Jamaicans say, machete in his hand. You know, but I'm thinking maybe he's working with his cutlass and he's just going over to the guys to say something to them to go back to what he's doing but my focus now is on my clothes so i you know i look up sign with the cutlass going across to the guys and i look back down to the pan of clothes i was watching washing therapist i don't know why i looked up again When I looked up again, therapist, he was standing behind one of the guys. Cutlass raised. And then he just brought it down. He chopped this other guy. He just kept chopping him. The other three guys, they just ran off. I'm standing there with my clothes in a pan and He's chopping this dude. He's chopping him. He's just chopping him. And then he just dropped the cutlass and ran. I don't know where everybody came from because before this attack on this other guy, it was me washing my clothes. 
and the guys playing dominoes. There's nobody else. It's me at the standpipe in the yard, washing my clothes. Guys playing domino. After he chopped this dude, dropped the cutlass and he ran. All of a sudden, people came. Screams, crying. The guy wasn't dead, but he was pretty. He was pretty bad. Therapist. He was. He was all chopped up. He was bad. He was so bad. And I just remember my hands were shaking. I was just shaking. I was just shaking. And shaking. I don't even remember finishing washing my clothes that day. I, I'm sure I, I finished it because the mother I had wouldn't allow me to not finish the task. But I don't even remember therapist because I was shaking like a leaf. So what I just saw happen, I was almost 10 years old. Nobody checked on me to see how I was feeling. They saw me. All the clothes pins pinned to myself and the pan of watching in front of me. No one, no one said, are you okay? After all happened. My mother came home from work and heard what had happened. And no one said, you all right? I wasn't home alone. Let me go back and just let you know that. I wasn't home alone. My sister was in the house while I was outside watching. She ran out when she heard the commotion. She never said, are you okay? You know, the trauma that I have, having witnessed someone being chopped like that, it, the gruesomeness of it never left my brain, you know? And like everything else, growing up in Kingston, I washed my clothes, washed my clothes that day, and I carried on, and I went to school the next day, like nothing had happened. But the gruesomeness of that attempted murder stayed in my brain. And you know when? You know when it rises to the surface, therapist? When my head hits the pillow and I'm supposed to go to sleep. Remember the shiny machete coming down. Remember the screams. The guy being chopped. You know, this is why I need a podcast because 
I don't want to be telling my husband these stories over and over again. I don't want to tell my kid these stories. The therapist, I know you will listen. It was the most horrible thing I've ever seen in my life. And I've never forgotten it. You know? Sometimes I wish I had selective memory. So I remember the good things about being 10 years old. And I'd forget all the gruesome things I saw and heard growing up in an inner city community in Kingston. It's not for the faint of heart, I tell you. Growing up in Jamaica, it's not for the faint of heart. If you were not from an affluent community and your parents were well off and wealth wasn't, you weren't surrounded by wealth. If you grew up in a rough neighborhood among people who did things and said things right in front of you as a child. If you grew up sensitive, then holding on to your sanity is a daily miracle because of all the things you would have seen and heard. Therapist, thank you for listening. I'm going to try to get some sleep. Really am. I'm going to try. Thank you for listening, therapist. This has been another episode of Minding My Own Jamaican Business. <laughs>